This is brilliant. Uh, we haven't had this section of the stage here for so long, maybe only about a month and a half. But, uh, uh, and I don't know if we'll have it here uh, in the future. We'll just see how it goes. But we've just thought we'd trial it. Uh, one of the good positives for me is the uh, words on my iPad are further away from my eyes. <laughs> so, you know the problem, don't you? You know, you've got to, when things are, as you get a little older, things have got to be further away. It's got to do with your eyes. <laughs> so, anyway, besides changing the font, it's, it's uh, further away, which is brilliant. I, um, I'm aware that as we start 2016 that... Uh, uh, you know, it's a great time uh, to consider what happened in 2015, but it's also a great time uh, not necessarily to dwell on the past. Thank you very much, Star. Whether it was, you can certainly remember it, it's, whether good or bad, but it's good to think about as we move into a new year. There's, uh, look, to be honest, I don't think we need a new year to do that, but this is one of the times we can do that. And uh, I really am not into so much um, New Year's resolutions as so much just into seeing something change. Because who knows that if you continue sometimes to do the things that you did last year, you'll only get this year what you got last year, and you mightn't what what you got last year. Is that right? And we want to see things, something. So you, the truth is, is that we're going to have to make some changes. Things have got to change. In actual fact, I'm of the clear commitment and uh, I believe that the truth is, is that God always is asking us to change something. If you're here this morning and you think, well, oh, I pretty much got it all right, I'd just like to challenge you because I've discovered in life that there's always something that needs to change. There's always something that we could do better. There's always something that, some relationship that we need to get restored, isn't it? There's always, a, there was always something in our workplace that we could do a lot better. There's always, we could always have a better marriage, couldn't we? You're not sure? We could always, there's always things that need to change. Maybe, maybe just a couple of people who said yes and me are the only ones who really need to change today. But I haven't got a sneaky suspicion all of us. And I'd rather have God speak to my heart and tell me what needs to change than being forced by circumstances in 2016 to change. Because, you know, circumstances can be quite rough upon us. And I've discovered that, you know, that uh, I'd rather learn to surrender to my Heavenly Father and let Him continually change me than be put in a, in a corner where I just am forced to change. And I think uh, this morning, I want to talk about the reality of uh, God's heart towards us is that He wants us, there's things that He wants to put His hand upon your life, and He wants to continue to develop and grow stronger in. He'll never force you. It's His circumstances that do that. It's just stuff that does that. But God wants to see the better. You know, when I was on holidays this past uh, month, we stayed at a place where um, partway through our, uh, our um, holiday, we had to change from one apartment to the other. We had to go from floor one to floor four because we just couldn't stay there for the whole time that we wanted to be in the apartment. And, you know, I was inside, I was thinking, oh, we have to pack everything up 
We have to then transport it all the way up to the other apartment. We have to unpack it all again. And you know, there was this, oh, why do we have to, why couldn't we have just been able to get the one apartment and stay in that one? And, and you know, it, it changed sometimes. It's a bit like that. We think, oh, it's a bit uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. But you know, when you get there, because when I got to the new apartment, I realized it was bigger. I thought, what am I complaining about? This is good. <laughs> and often we think we don't want change to happen, but when we get there, we think this is better. The view was better. It was the fourth floor, not the first. And I want, you know, I, 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 it was a bigger room. There was more room. And whoever owned this apartment, uh, there was a 52-inch square television with a sound system. The other one only had a little fella. Anyway. You know, so, you know, sometimes I want to just say whenever God wants to bring change in our lives, it's for our better and not for our demise. God wants to do, and in 2016, as I said, it's not the only time, but it's a good time to assess and say, Father, what do you need to change? Now, the truth is, it's not really what I want to share about this morning, but it kind of leads into that. The truth is that God does, how, and we, you know, I've discovered if we ever want to change, we need to hear God's voice. If we ever want to change, we need to hear him for ourselves because the truth is, so often, unless you get the revelation of something in your own heart that needs to change, you never really do to do change. You never really change. Someone may tell you, but unless you really sometimes get the revelation of that, and it's good that maybe you've got a friend that wants to tell you, but you've got to own it. And I've discovered that, I, that in 2016 and every other year of my life, God always wants to speak to our hearts. Always. Do you know that God wants to speak to your heart this morning? And if your heart would be open, He could even speak into your life about something in your life that He wants to do a wonderful work in. Who would agree with me this morning? Well, about 25%. I'm sure. I hope the rest of us do too. So I want us to turn in our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 3 this morning, verses 1 to 10. If you have your Bibles there, if you have your phones, uh, if you don't have any apparatus, listen, what I want to share. 1 Samuel chapter 3, because this morning I want to speak on how does God want to speak to you? How can you hear God's voice in 2016 about your life? How can we hear God's voice? Because I am believing without a doubt that God wants to speak all the time. I think God wants to speak to us more often than we want to listen and so for this look at 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. It says this. It's about a, a young boy called Samuel who grew up to be the prophet of Israel. Okay? And this is the opening chapters of 1 Samuel. This is a couple of books written about him and his life story. And it says in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. Eli was the priest of the day. He was the head priest in Israel. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Verse 2, And it came to pass at that time when Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow dim, that it, and he could not see. And, be, and before the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark, ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, what a mouthful, all these ands, and that the Lord called Samuel. Okay? And he... And, he answered, Samuel answered, here I am. And so Samuel ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. And Eli said, I did not call you, go lie down. 
So Samuel went down and went and lay down again. And then the Lord called again to Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. He answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. And then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy, Samuel, Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place again. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak, for your servant hears or your servant is listening. That's an Old Testament account of when God spoke to someone very clearly, audibly. Uh, if we were just to go to one verse in the New Testament, then let me read it to you. You're welcome to turn there if you can. But John chapter 10, verse 27, it just simply says this verse more often than not. Most of us would re- know what it says. John 10, 27 is such a contrast to the Old Testament in that the Old Testament kind of shares that the voice of God and God speaking was a rare, rare occasion for that to happen. But now in John 10, 27, in the New Testament part of the Bible, in the new part of the Bible where Jesus has been revealed and come and gone and died and, and buried and resurrected, now this is what Jesus, well, he hasn't quite yet done that, but he says this to his disciples. He says in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my what? Voice. And I know them and they follow me. What a contrast to the Old Testament. You see, you have to understand the Old Testament uh, and the New Testament, they complement each other, but they're different. And we see in the Old Testament, God rarely spoke to the general public of the day. He did speak to individuals at different occasions, but not that many times, to be honest. It's just that we have a lot of the times... We have a lot of the men and women God literally spoke to, but majority of the time, God never really spoke to the people of Israel at that time, personally. And that's why, and the reason why is because they already had the laws and the precepts and the principles on how to live life, and God gave them to them, and that's how they were to do life. God didn't need to speak. That was all said. But now we come over to the New Testament, and... uh, We have now, wonderfully, we have God's Word. We have God's truth. We have not only the Old Testament, but the New Testament. But even more more than that, God doesn't live at a distance anymore, like in the Old Testament. He actually can dwell with what? In us. He can live within us. He can speak to our hearts. We can be responsive to that. God wants to draw near. In actual fact, what God had in the Garden of Eden, folks, with Adam and Eve, He now wants to, and, and of course that was destroyed, He wants to restore in the New Testament because God walked with Adam and Eve. He had personal relationship with them. And then, of course, disobedience to God denied them the opportunity to continue that relationship. There was a barrier put put up between humanity and God. And now Jesus came and he broke that barrier down. And he says, now I'll have, I want to have personal relationship again. I literally want to restore what was in the beginning. I want to see that again. And that's the the joy of what we have. We have the opportunity to have personal relationship again with our Heavenly Father. In actual fact, it really came to light when Jesus, of course, died on the cross. And as he uttered his last words, he said, it is finished 
And at that very moment, it says, in the temple in Jerusalem, was a, there was a holy of holies, and no one was allowed in there, and there was a big curtain that separated the holy of holies from the rest of the general public. And when Jesus said, it's it finished, that curtain was torn in two, making way for humanity now to enter into God's presence at all times. Now, I know most of you know that, but I just want to set it and help you to understand that Jesus was literally with his death and resurrection was declaring that he said, no longer does God need to be far off. God wants to live and dwell with humanity. He wants to be in us. And so God can speak to us. God can audibly, it's rarely audibly, uh, God does speak. But I want to say he speaks in our hearts, doesn't he? He speaks in the inner voice of our souls. He often will, and you'll just know, God, you're trying to say something here. And sometimes it'll happen through uh, situations that you think, God, you're speaking to me because it's happening more than once. And so God, might, while it may not be audibly, uh, but rarely audibly, it is a clear inner voice in our hearts. And that's why the Bible says, guard your hearts. For out of it springs the issues of life. And in 2016, I want us to see that God wants to restore with you that relationship so you can hear and you can talk to him and he can speak to you and you can then allow. And often God speaks to us because he wants to direct our lives. Often God speaks to us because he wants to give us wisdom about something. He wants to allow and, and, and the process of change to unfold. And so, you know, let's, let's be open to that. And no longer do we live in an Old Testament way. We live in a New Testament way. We embrace the Old Testament, but we embrace what the New Testament says about, hey, now God wants to draw near. Amen. I've uh, flown a couple times overseas. And every time you fly overseas... The captain of the aeroplane will get on the, uh, you know, the, tele- the, the system, the speaker system, and he'll say, oh, this is your captain. He'll introduce himself. He'll say, we'll be landing in such and such, wherever it may be, in uh, so many hours. Please enjoy your flight. Uh, you know, our, our flight attendants are there for your comfort, etc., etc. Never have I had a captain, and if I did, I'd be concerned. I never have I had a captain get on the uh, speaker, the, uh, uh, speaker system and say, uh, uh, you know, introduce himself and then say, uh, I just want you to know, uh, we've lost all navigation and uh, radar <laughs> systems. Um, but don't worry, we are looking out the window. And, uh, and we're heading in the, generally in the right direction. We've seen some of those clouds before, last time we passed this way, not... <laughs> You know, we are looking out the window, and uh, we would do believe that uh, while we may have a few problems, we generally may get there. You know, if, if Captain ever said that, I, I'd, uh, I'd be, number one, praying. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be concerned, because it'd have to be a hit-or-miss situation, wouldn't it? Especially if it's at night time. Especially if you're traveling from here to Europe. That's quite a distance. You know, things in a plane. And, and I want to say... Uh, since plans, planes, I should say, are designed to fly according to the way the instrument is, has them set. And uh, in the same way, uh, your heart is the instrument that sets your life. Your heart is the thing. And that's why, you know, God wants to speak to our heart. 
And that's why we need to receive him in our heart and hear what he has to say, because that's the thing that, that guides your life. That's the thing that navigates you through life. You may say, well, no, I, my thoughts, no, it's not so much the thoughts, because your thoughts are even controlled by what comes out of your heart. And again, that's why the Bible says, uh, um, guard your heart, because out of it flows the issues of life. And so you'd have to be aware that your heart is so dependent on what comes into it, and that's what you need to be careful about. Rubbish in, rubbish out. Is that true? Good stuff in, good stuff out. And the way God speaks to us is often in our heart. Our heart depends, sorry, our, us hearing God depends on our heart position. Us hearing, that's our GPS to God. Our general global positioning system is right here in our, in our chest. It's our heart. It's not literally our heart, but it's that inner part of us, that soul. And so I'd like to say that if if we heard more of what God had to say, maybe in 2015, maybe we wouldn't have had as many issues as we did have. Maybe you're okay about that. 2015 was brilliant. That's good. But, you know, for all of us, there was probably some bumps and there were some valleys and there were some good times and bad times. And I just think if we hear more of what God has to say to us and how to live our life, we would have far less issues of problems. I don't know. I, I think that's the case. I believe it's the case. And uh, I think God wants us to be aware of that. Um, so from this story of 1 Samuel, we see that the word of the Lord was rare. And young Samuel didn't recognize God's voice. Don't be too hard on young Samuel. You've got to appreciate that no one really ever heard God's voice in those days. Now in this encounter, God calls out to Samuel and uh, in a way that's never happened for centuries in Old Testament. And Samuel, at that time, he was only 12 years of age. And, um, of course, he starts to hear what God has to say. God calls out to him three times. Eli recognizes as God speaking to Samuel, and Samuel responds to God. And from there on, we see the story, if you want to read it, flows. So this morning, I just want to say all of that to say, so we can how can we hear God speaking to us in 2016? It's got a lot to do with how your heart is set. I want, I want to challenge you that God wants to speak. I want to challenge you that God wants to direct your life. He wants the best for you. He wants to bless you and not curse you. Amen. He wants to give you a future and a hope. And uh, all of that God wants to give. But we've got to hear what God has to say. If there's going to be anything, we've got to hear it in our heart. And the first thing that I've discovered about God, if we're going to hear His voice in 2016 directing us, is we need to understand that God calls by name. You need to appreciate, you first of all need to understand, see, he uses your name. In this passage, we can overlook the obvious truth that God uses Samuel's name. He just didn't say, hey you, hey young boy, wake up, I want to speak to you. No, he said Samuel. And he was very patient. Isn't God patient? Three, on four occasions, God spoke to Samuel, Samuel. He didn't give up on Samuel the first time. Well, he's not listening, forget it, I won't give him the message. God doesn't do that with you either. But God is personal and He wants to be in your relationship. God doesn't want to hold you at arm's length, but sometimes I've found that we can hold Him at arm's length. He wants to be personal with us. He knows your name. God is interested in each of us personally. The truth is that God is calling Samuel by name, indicating that He knew everything about Samuel's life. He knew him. He was interested in him. God is interested in you. See, folks, God knows about you. He knows the plans He has for you, it says in Jeremiah. It's not like God has to get on His computer system and look up your name. He doesn't have to...
get on the computer system and look up your name, trying, oh, oh Malcolm, Malcolm Cusack, where is that guy? No, God knows intimately about you. Isn't that good news? And if you're not convinced of that this morning, why don't you ask him? Why don't you just start to communicate and relate to him and say, God, do you really know me that well? He does. It's just the fact that sometimes we don't reciprocate the relationship and we have forgotten to know him as he knows us. You see, it's personal. We see, see God calls Samuel by name. And I want to say there'll be a lot of voices that want to attract your attention in 2016. Sometimes the voice of compromise seems so good at the time, doesn't it? The voice of self-centeredness, the voice of procrastination, you know, like, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, it's okay. And we never do. There'll be the voice, the voice that says, oh, you know, it's okay. She'll be right. Good enough. That's good enough. But I, I want you to know that the voices that are not interested in you personally, like God is interested in you personally. They're just interested in stealing from you the truth that God wants to depart into your heart. The voice of fear or worry or concern or anxiety. It's like when we watch television and up on the television, you know, comes the, comes the ad about you. It, 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 they try to sell you a product. And then say they, but they say, but there's more. We'll sell you two for the price of this one. And you think, really? That's incredible. And even though you don't need it, some people ring up and buy it. Now, I know you guys wouldn't do that, but it's just a waste of your time and money and energy, isn't it? And now, if you need it, the truth is, if you need it, you wouldn't need a television ad, you'd go and buy it. <laughs> There's voices that want to distract you in 2016. Don't listen to them. So, you know, as I walk through the um, shopping centers, I, you know, I was recently in Chermside Shopping Center in Brisbane a couple of uh, weeks ago. And, you know, there's always those people selling you stuff up the middle of the corrid big corridors. You know the ones? They've even got them in Gladstone. And some of them are great. You know, they're good charities and, you know, they're good. Not saying all of them. But there's some, I'm sure everything they want to sell is good. But is it good for you? And, you know, you, that's the times when you, you know, you really don't want to, as a man, buy that perfume or buy that skin thing because you're really not into it. And that's, the when you, that's when you walk up and you don't try and get eye contact. You try Come on, all of you've done it. Don't give them eye contact, because if you get eye contact, you'll feel compelled to come and talk to them. Is that true? You know, don't get eye contact. In Chermside, they've got them. This guy said to me as we're walking past, because I had it, not this time, another time, I had a shirt with Italy on it. And just, to, and just to try and get personal with me, he says, hey, have you been to Italy? Are you Italian? Because I had Italy on my T-shirt. And I said, no. He says, oh, I just want to talk to you. I said, I don't want to talk to you. No offense, it's just I'm on my way somewhere and what you got I don't need, bless you, bye-bye. I want to tell you, you need to tell, tell the devil where to get off. I'm not saying he was the devil, I'm just saying tell him where to get off. Because they'll waste your time, don't be distracted in 2016 with voices that don't need to take your time. It's the same with telemarketers, bless the telemarketers. God bless them. And if you're really that way inclined, share with them Jesus. Listen to their spiel and say, can I share something with you now? But more often than not, I have to say, oh, look, just excuse me, but I really didn't want that product. I don't want to buy. I don't want to win a million-dollar house on the Gold Coast. I wouldn't know what to do with it. They say, really? I said, thank you. Goodbye. You know, 
There's distractions and voices in 2016. We don't need to listen to it because they're not personally interested in you. God is. See, Proverbs chapter 1, 20 and 21, it just says this. Listen to this. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. As the city, at the city gate, she makes her speech. In Jerusalem's day, in the temple in, in Jerusalem, the city gates was the place where they bought and sold. It was a busy place. The marketplace is where produce was bought and sold. It, it, the public square was that place. And God says here in this scripture, in, in Proverbs, He says, He says, um, the wisdom, wisdom wants to call out in some of the most busy places where there's so many voices. And I want to tell you in 2016, there'll be a lot of voices. There'll be a lot of things. This, come this way. Do this, do this. But I want to tell you, you've got to be at a place where your heart is able to hear what's God saying. What's God's wisdom? What's God's situation? What, what does God say to me about this? What does God want to change in my life? What does God want to do? See, God... When we realize that his voice is always personal, he doesn't want to steal from you, he wants to give you. He wants to input into your life, he wants you to draw near to him and he'll draw near to you. That wonderful. Every other voice wants to take, 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 but his vo- he wants to add, add, add. Some people say, well, if I come to Jesus, I'll have to give up this and this. Well, there may be some things you have to give up, but they're not going to add to your life. They're just going to destroy your life. He wants, they're the things he wants to take. When Jesus spoke to the little man up on the tree, he didn't say, hey, little man up on the tree, come down. I'm going to have tea at your place. He said, Zacchaeus. It's personal. When Jesus spoke to the, the body that had been in the grave for three days, he didn't say, hey, you body that's been in the, three grave, in, the, in the grave for three days, come out. He said, no, Lazarus, come forth. He spoke personal. God, wants to, God loves you beyond you could ever probably understand. He's personal. When he called Saul and made him Paul, he called his name twice. He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Jesus said that. He speaks our name. God is personal because he knows you. Distractions are impersonal and usually have no great benefit. So the question is, whose voice will you listen to in 2016? Whose voice? Will you listen to the the voice of fear? This is going to happen and this is going to happen. Are you going to listen to the voice of anxiety or worry? Don't listen to it. Listen to the voice of faith. It's usually the Holy Spirit. Listen to the voice of love and truth. Listen to the voice of peace. That's God. That's why we need to read His Word. That's why we need to just communicate with Him so we can hear His voice. I want to tell you that God wants to speak more than we're probably willing to listen. And that's been part of my life. See, sometimes our mindsets, which are our heart sets really, have to be altered. But they'll never be altered until we hear the truth. And until we allow God to change our hearts, we'll never be able to get it. God wants to speak to your heart. Would you be willing this year, if nothing else, to say, God, I'm an open vessel for you to speak to? And if God, is there things to change? I don't know what there is to change at the moment, but if there's things to change, would you do that? I reckon that'd be a great place to start. What about you? God, what voice will you listen to? Here's the second thing. You can, not only, uh, we need to be careful of voice, you can, you can mistake in God's voice for a human one sometimes. 
See, little Samuel mistook the voice of God for the voice of Eli, the priest. He thought, oh, that must be Eli speaking to me. And on three occasions, of course, he rushes to Eli's side and says, what do you want to say to me? Eli said, I'm not speaking. And finally, Eli tells him it's the Lord speaking. And so little Samuel then responds to the Lord. In other words, Samuel had no direct experience of God because he, didn't, he hadn't encountered God personally. But now we see, of course, um, Samuel helps and has an understanding that God is wanting to speak to him. He was only about 12 years of age at the time. So God's not far off. He's just, you know, sometimes we can put, keep God at arm's length, but he's not far off. He wants to speak. And we've just got to, not only we've got to be careful of the voice we're listening to, but we've got to not misinterpret it as a human voice or just our own voice. We just need to hear what God wants to say to us. Um, don't be like the man who brought the radio, you know, the old little radio boxes, and he tuned it into his favorite station and he broke the knob off because he didn't want to listen to any other stations. He didn't want to change. He just wanted to listen to that one. I want to say that, you know, what you need to do is keep the knob on and just tune into the frequencies that God has got for you because he wants to speak. He wants to speak. And sometimes we, we're not listening because, oh, we just think we listen to the human voices or maybe we listen to a, that voice in our own minds. And God says, come on, Samuel listened to the human voice. He had to learn to distinguish. And God wants you to learn to distinguish what is just of the world and what is of God. What he, and the only way you can do that is to just spend that time in, in sometimes in his presence. See, we can make the mistakes, uh, mistake God's voice for human voice when we don't, don't regard the source as reliable. And we just got to understand what's reliable and, not, and, what, and what is reliable. Um, when I was, um, some years ago, and I know I shared this some years ago, this little story, but I was tra traveling to the airport in Brisbane one day. I was traveling along Kingston Smith Drive. And uh, my flight wasn't the best time because it happened to be when there was peak hour traffic. And so I'm literally crawling along in my car, Kingston Smith Drive, along the Brisbane River there. And I had to turn left to get, I knew I had to turn left somewhere to find the um, road to get to the domestic airport. And uh, so for about 20 minutes, half an hour, I'm just crawling along. And I'm looking at my watch when I did own a watch in those days. Um, and I look at it and I think, oh, no way, I'm going to miss my flight. And all this anxiety and worry started to build up in me. I'm going to miss my flight. I was going home to Gladstone and I'd been in busy for some meetings. I'm going to miss, I don't want to miss my flight. And it just continued to nag at me. And, I, and wouldn't you believe it, I missed the turn off. Went past it. Further up Kingsley Smith Drive. I couldn't believe it. Why did I do How did I miss it? So I do a U-turn, come back down the other side so I can now turn into the Kingsley Smith Drive. I'm probably about 300 meters, but I got gridlocked again in traffic coming the other way. And I'm like, you're joking. This is no fun. I'm definitely going to miss my... You ever had those voices? You're definitely going to miss it now. And you know, those were the days when I hadn't traveled too much. And so there was an element of anxiety thinking, oh, what can I do? You know, probably these days I'd have more peace about it because I realize sometimes you can just catch another flight, you know. But in those days I was quite anxious. And so I'm coming back down the other direction thinking I'm not going to miss it the second time. And as I'm sitting in the car crawling back along to the turn off, which is now to the right, I look at the medium strip. It was pretty bare. There was bits of grass. And out of the bits of grass and the bareness of this medium strip, obviously it wasn't high on the city, Brisbane City Council priority list, this medium strip. 
It was pretty bare. But out of the bareness came these little flowers, yellow flowers. I think they're weeds, but they look so nice, these little yellow flowers. And you know, you know God's speaking to you when you think of something more intelligent than you could think of. And he quotes to me Matthew 6, which I didn't know come from Matthew 6 at the time. But he says, can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And, by, and why do you worry about such things as clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. They do not be concerned. And I said, God, that's not fair. But you know, as I sat there, I couldn't deny the voice of God into my heart. And here's the point I want to make. Sometimes when we hear God's voice, we would expect or want God to tell us the answer. I, w- I would have loved God to say to me after he kind of quoted that verse into my heart. To say, you won't miss your flight. But you know what? He never said that. You know what God says to us so often that we we want God to give us concrete answers and God will just say, would you just trust me? And if there's one thing that God wants to speak into your heart in 2016, so often it'll be this voice, would you just trust me? Because we're so susceptible to not trust Him and trust the things of this world. And that day He was saying to me, would you just trust me? You mightn't even catch a flight. Now, he didn't say that, but that's the reality. You mightn't get the answer you want, but what I'm asking you is you would just trust me because if you would just trust me, it will work it through and work it out for the good. It just mightn't be the answer that you want. And I want to say in 2016, so many times we sign, you'll find it mightn't be the answer you want, but it will be a good thing for you. And your future, because God wants to bless you and not curse you. He wants to give you a wonderful future and not a bad future. So, so, so often we, when we ask of God or we're seeking God to answer us, we're looking for concrete thoughts or concrete answers, particularly if it's something that pleases us. But so often or not, it's just God saying, would you trust? And that day, God didn't actually promise me that I'd catch my plane. He just promised me that he would be with me, even if I missed it. And folks, that's what God wants to get us to that point that we trust him, even if everything doesn't go the way we planned. 2016, he wants you to know that. We want definite answers. He just wants you to trust him. Because when I have trusting him, I find that peace comes into my heart. And with that peace, I then make very much better decisions than when I don't have peace. And the heart of the situation is not me just getting the answers I want. It's often it's just God building something in my heart that would just trust Him. God wants to give us the answer. Now, the, the end of the story is, is I got to the airport and I caught my plane. And in the end, in hindsight, I wondered what I was worrying about. It wasn't, I didn't have much time, I grant you that. It was only a matter of maybe minutes, but it didn't inconvenience anybody else. And I got to the airport and I got to the plane. I had a higher car, so I had to get, you know, dish that off as well and all those types of things. But I made it. And I just want you to know that, you know, the truth is, is that sometimes how can you recognize God's human voice, what we think is just a human voice from God's voice? So often God, sometimes 
humans will, the voice of your heart will want concrete answers, but God just wants to, more than anything, just wants to say, would you just trust me? Would you just trust me in 2016? And God doesn't give us everything we want because not everything we want is going to do us good. Thirdly and lastly, the interesting thing about Samuel is he finds a quiet place. God spoke to him when he was in a quiet place. And here's what I want to say about that. It's worth noting that God spoke to Samuel when he was still and lying down. Samuel 37, 7 says, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. But I want to tell you, it's not talking necessarily just about physical stillness and lying down. It's talking about heart stillness, where your heart is tuned in for Him. Because you can be quite busy in life, but still hear the voice of the Lord. Sometimes we think, this is the truth, we think that spiritual authenticity or hearing God's voice, you know, I want to say it's not about busyness, but allowing our minds and hearts to become uncluttered with the Word in our busyness. With the word, world, I should say. Not being allowing our hearts to be so cluttered that we can't hear His voice. Because sometimes we think, oh, if I just didn't get so busy, well, that might be the case for you. And there are times when you need to just get still and quiet before God. But I'm saying that so often in the midst of life, God can speak to you too. And it's not about sometimes just slowing our bodies down. It's about slowing our hearts down. So we can hear, get the world out of our hearts, uncluttered, so we can hear His voice. The arch enemy of spiritual authenticity is not busyness, but it's a cluttered heart. In the midst of busyness. And that's what the Bible calls worldliness. And I don't want to be a part of that. You know, I was mowing the lawn yesterday morning. And for me, mowing the lawn is a no-brainer. It just doesn't intellectually stimulate me in any way, shape, or form. I don't know about you. I can mow the lawn and think about other things. Women say that men can only think about one thing at a time. It's not true. I can mow the lawn and think about a lot of other things. And so when I mow the lawn, I usually plug in little earphones out of my, my phone and I listen to maybe an inspirational thought or truth or message. And I was listening to T.D. Jakes yesterday mowing the lawn. And God just, out of all his message, what he was speaking about, but there was overarching message. There was a thought that came into my heart and it emphasized what I just needed to share this morning. And that was about our relationship with God. And I just said, yeah, God, I get, I'm getting it. Because several times this week it's come up. And I thought, yes, we need to set in place the most important thing. And we're going to set our foundation of what's important. And I want to say that your relationship with God this year is more important than you would ever think. I have an incredible relationship with my wife and my kids and, and people and people in this church, but I want to tell you, more importantly, is your relationship with God. And if you haven't got that set in 2016, I want to be really honest, life is not going to go as well. God wants, God wants to do you good. And sometimes, in the midst of business, if our heart is uncluttered, we can hear. And more than Samuel just being still and lying down, I think his little heart was uncluttered. And even though he didn't recognize it, when finally... The, he, he, he knew that this was God speaking. He was there to listen. Don't let it be cluttered with the world. You know, there's an interesting story in Luke chapter 5. Jesus says to Peter, Peter, launch out in the deep and you'll catch fish. 
Peter says, I've fished all night, Lord, and haven't caught anything. Now, you want me to go out there? He says, but on your word, I'll do it. Yeah. He jumps in the boat with the other disciples. They go out. And Peter catches such many fish. It's, it, it, he can't. It's, the net is so full. He, it's, the Bible says it's about to sink his boat. He has to call another boat over. And, and the other boat is like it's going to sink as well. So many fish they caught. And in the midst of that busyness of hauling in a net and doing all those things, ah, sweat, and all that took to bring those fish into the boat, Peter says this. He falls at Jesus' feet and he says, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. In the midst of his busyness, he has this revelation that God is speaking to his heart that he needs to repent and turn to God. And I want to tell you that it's not so, sometimes we need to be still physically, but more than anything, you need to still your heart. In 2000, you've got to find a place where it's uncluttered with all the fears and concerns and worries of life. So in 2016, what voice are you going to listen to? My prayer would be that you'll listen to the voice of the Lord. And that you'll be able to learn to determine what's His and what's just the world. And that your heart would be uncluttered. And that God would be real to you and that you'd just run into Him continually. And that you would be so open in your life that in 2016, you will allow him to continue just to change as you surrender daily to his will. One of the greatest issues in our heart can be pride. And God doesn't want pride. He wants humility. He just wants you to humbly walk before your God. Can we stand this morning as we close? Are you open to change this year? God wants to change us for good. Are you open to be surrendered to Him this year? God wants you to be surrendered to Him. Are you open this year to say, I'm, I want to I be more discerning about who I listen to and, and what I like. I'm going to be more discerning about what comes into my heart this year. I'm going to be more discerning about what I allow into my thinking I'm going to, I just want God. If you're here this morning at the start of 2016, I'd just love the opportunity just for us to make some response to Him this morning. And, and that would include just coming in. I believe the response this morning is just standing before God and saying, Father, I surrender afresh this morning. I hand over to again. There's some things I don't, I don't want to see repeated from last year. I want to go on into something better. I would just challenge you if that's your heart this morning. Now, if this morning you're fine, that's cool. But if you feel challenged this morning that, God, please, I'd ask you just to come and let, me, let us just pray with you this morning and say, Father, here I am. I surrender. Maybe we won't even get to you if that's too many people. We'll just let you make that response to God. But this morning, I just invite you to the front here. And so we could just, um, you could just say, Father, here I am. I just want to make a declaration. And my faith this morning is in my heart. And behind that faith, I'm just going to step out and say, here, Father, take me. In 2016, that I'll allow you more space in my life. Come on, we're going to sing this song, and I'd love you to come and just say, here I am. If there's too many people, that's fine, but we'll work something out. But just say before him, here I am.
2016. I surrender. Yeah. Oh, oh Lord. Yes, Lord.